They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 9 of Soul Food titled Foul Language. And in the last three episodes, we looked at the qualities of those who are the servants of the All-Merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And continuing Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas in this beautiful book, The Blissful Gift, Al-Atiyya Al-Haniyya, he continues to give us counsels that beautify our character and refine our souls. So in this episode, we're going to cover the effect of foul language on the one who is saying it, the one speaking it. And then we'll also look at how good speech ennobles the one who is speaking it. And then lastly, always responding with beauty and honor. So the author says, be extremely cautious of foul speech. For foul speech only takes away from the one who speaks it, not from the one it is said to, even if what is said is true. And this is a profound counsel especially in today's world, because unfortunately, foul language is just so prevalent. And it's unacceptable, despite the fact that people might think in today's world that it's relatively normal. And what it really shows us about our societies that often claim to be making progress is that we're actually going backwards in many ways, spiritually and morally. And that the things that we say and the way that we express ourselves is an indication of the degree of the refinement of our souls. And civilization has to be built upon civility. It's not just having nice buildings and technology, but it's something much deeper in the human being and it relates back to the words that we say. And that foul speech actually pollutes a person's heart. And whatever a person says with the tongue, it has an impact. It reflects backward onto the heart and impacts the heart. So if it is something that is good, then it brings light into the heart. But if it's something that's negative, then it poisons and pollutes the heart. And secondly, another reason why this counsel is so beautiful is that your tongue was created to be able to say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name and to call upon him and to recite his words and to guide other people to goodness. That it's a beautiful tool and gift that we've been given. So by saying things that are foul and using bad language, it's misusing a great gift given to you by your creator. And if we do that, if we try to put someone else down that we don't like, or we say something foul or hurtful, then in reality, we're only hurting ourselves ultimately in our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if what we're saying is true, even if the other person quote unquote deserves it, or it really does apply to them, is that really you are responsible for yourself. 
And there's a story that really helps us understand this and put this into context. Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu was once sitting with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and a man came up to him and began insulting Sayyidina Abu Bakr. And he kept just saying really mean things. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr was bearing it patiently. And the amazing thing, the interesting thing, is that the entire time while this man is insulting Sayyidina Abu Bakr, the Prophet ﷺ was smiling. Finally, it got to the point that Sayyidina Abu Bakr got really fed up with the man. And he finally responded, and all he said to him was, the same to you. He didn't say the insults, but he just said the same to you. And as soon as he said that, the Prophet ﷺ frowned and he stood up and he left. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr went after him and he said, Oh Messenger of Allah, what did I do wrong? You know, initially you were smiling and then when I said something to him, you frowned and you left. And the Prophet ﷺ said that when you are bearing it patiently, Allah sent an angel and he was defending you. As soon as you responded, the angel left and a devil appeared. And I never sit in the same gathering with a devil. So this shows us that we have to be very careful. And even if someone is saying something ugly to us, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an angel to defend us on our behalf. But as soon as we respond to ugliness with ugliness, everything changes. This brings us to the next point, that good speech ennobles you. So the author continues and he says, Likewise, goodly speech only honors the one who speaks it. Just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah An-Nur, Wicked women are for wicked men, and wicked men are for wicked women. Or you could also say corrupt. And virtuous women are for virtuous men, and virtuous men are for virtuous women. And this is a norm that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed within his creation, what is known as sunnatullah. And this verse, it specifically relates to marriage, but the broader meaning that the author is conveying to us in this counsel is that a person's wicked actions affect them and ultimately harm them. And that wickedness attracts wickedness. But that also the opposite is true. When a person is virtuous in word and in action, then Allah will pair them up with someone who is also virtuous. So that negativity and corruption attracts corruption, but then virtue attracts virtue. So that we have to be careful about what we say and that when we say things that are good and beautiful and pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that will also attract in our lives people who are virtuous and beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our master Jesus, Isa alayhi salam, he once saw a pig on the road. So he said to the pig, pass by in peace. So someone who was with him said, you're speaking in such a way to a pig. In other words, why are you being so nice to a pig? It's not even a human being. It's an animal and it's also not the cleanest of animals. So then what did Sayyidina Isa, what did Jesus, peace be upon him, say? He said, I fear making my tongue accustomed to saying bad things. In other words, he had this etiquette, even with a pig, because he didn't want to change 
his habit, he didn't want to change his practice of only saying beautiful things. So he said, I fear making my tongue accustomed to saying bad things. So he spoke with Edeb even to a pig. So that brings us to the final point of responding with beauty and honor. So then the author says, Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas, respond only with what beautifies you and retaliate only in a way that honors you. And this is, this is advice that we need. You know, there's so much in today's world that really affects the way that we are with one another. There's a lot of negativity that starts to breed negativity in others. And sometimes when you see that in the world, and you see the ugliness and how things are so polarized, it almost pushes you in one direction or the other. But the person who's on this spiritual path, who is seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is cultivating the life of the heart, they're committed to the high road. They're committed to beautifying themselves internally and honoring themselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have a standard and we have principles that we follow. So he says, respond only with what beautifies you and retaliate only in a way that honors you. So you have to be extremely cautious of rushing to respond to an enemy in a way other than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. So Allah says, good and evil cannot be equal. Respond to evil with that which is better. Then the one who you are at odds with will be like a close friend. In other words, when you respond to evil with goodness, then your enemy, you'll actually be able to win their heart. And you'll actually be able to turn that negativity, inshallah, into positivity, and you'll win them over. But if you respond to negativity with negativity, if you respond to evil with evil, then it's only just going to become a cycle of negativity, and it will only get worse. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And if you are tempted by Satan, then seek refuge with Allah. Indeed, he is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. So if a person, if you ever get angry or you feel like you're going to retaliate in a way that's displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you just take a moment and you say, I seek refuge in Allah from the accursed devil. And then that's one of the ways that Allah assists you in dissipating that anger so that you can have more control over your response. And remember, respond only with what beautifies you. Honor is beautiful. Virtuous character is beautiful. And anything else that stems from the nafs is not beautiful. Or stems from the shaitan, it's not beautiful. Even if it makes a person in that moment feel like they, they won over the other. But in reality, when you win with Allah, when you choose the response that is pleasing to Allah... That's the best outcome. And then he says, the author says, you might say to yourself, no, but if I respond to someone who's mean to me, if I respond in a way that's beautiful, or I try to respond in a way that's better and win them over, 
then the person who has enmity towards me, my enemy, will only show more audacity against me. They will only be emboldened against me. Then the author says, you have to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more knowledgeable than you of the outcome of things. In other words, this is Allah's command to you and he has more knowledge how things are going to turn out in the end. And he is certainly all aware, all seeing of his servants. So in other words, do what's pleasing to Allah and then place your trust in him. And a lot of times we, you know, we get overcome with anger. But when we respond with anger, in reality, we only hurt ourselves. So as believers who are on this path of the Prophet wasallam, like he taught Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq anhu, is that we have to be servants of Ar-Rahman and that we have to always respond in the best of ways. People can curse, they can give you the death stare, or even they can even go farther and cause physical harm and we seek refuge in Allah from that. But even when the Prophet wasallam was harmed physically, he only responded in the best of ways. So when we respond with prophetic character, we only increase ourselves in beauty and honor and goodness. And that way, and by responding in that way, we are able to seek the highest ranks with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that brings us to the call to action. Identify something that you say, whether it's a word, a phrase, or some kind of speech, Maybe it's not necessarily foul speech, but it's not the most refined of words. So identify something and make an oath with Allah never to say that word or to speak that way again. Find a better alternative, a better way of saying things, and choose that and never say it in a way that is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or in a way that's not the most honorable. So that's the call to action for today. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in honor and in beauty and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us people who only express virtue and only attract those virtues in others. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.